out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. Today, we are talking about Minute 54, quite possibly the greatest checking on your money supply minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. I was wondering what you're going to come up with for this one. Maybe the best uh, hideaway bed in a closet minute? I don't know. Is that what you would call that? <laughs> what is it called? Is it a Murphy bed? Murphy bed. Yeah, but it's not though, because I thought a Murphy bed like you didn't hide it in a closet, right? It just folds. Oh, up okay, here we're gonna. You know what? We're gonna dive right into the Murphy bed thing because <laughs> I <laughs> <Why> did. <not>? <laughs> <laughs> so now I thought for sure it's called a Murphy bed. Okay. So why do you, I'll, I'll tell you why I thought it was called a Murphy bed? You tell me why you you think it's called a Murphy bed. I have no idea why. I just I've heard it called a Murphy bed, but I thought that was one that folded up on the wall. I didn't think it went into a closet. Oh no, it de- it definitely does. It okay. it is a fold up that it goes into something. Okay. It so or why? it can just go up against the wall, or it goes into something. Um, so, I thought for sure it was called a Murphy bed, and it was going to be some sort of slam at Irish people. Irish, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be something that says like, oh, those Irish people, they're so poor that yeah. they like called a, a Murphy wagon. bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a, exactly. Like a paddy yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I looked it up. I did some deep, deep research, hours of research. A Murphy bed, also known as a pull down, a fold down, or a wall bed. Um, if you call it any of those, like you're just being pretentious, I feel like. Like, uh, I'm going to get in my pull down. You mean your Murphy bed? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, a hideaway bed popped in my head because he closed the door. I don't know. Okay. It's a bed that's hinged at one end to store vertically against the wall or inside of a closet or cabinet. Okay. Since they can both be used as a bed or a closet, Murphy beds are considered multifunctional furniture. They're also expensive. Because we talked about getting one because my daughter wanted to have her like whole room in the door in the day and then fold it down. They're a couple, you know, they're almost $1,000. Yeah. It's funny because I immediately think of them as, for some reason, I equate them with like poor places or right, like right. not or like like tenements and stuff like that. I guess for for not for the same reason, but like, all right, so you've only got 400 square feet in here. You have to, if you put a bed in here, it's going to take up the whole floor. Yeah. 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 You got to, you got to put that thing away during the day. So you got some place to like hang out. All right. So the Murphy bed is named after William Lawrence Murphy, an Irish immigrant in New York. Who wanted to find a creative method of making space in his small apartment? It's literally just named after the guy who invented it. Right. <laughs> it's it's not a, it's not a slur. It's like that just tells you the kind of world that we live in, where we just immediately assume like, well, it's got to be something bad. <laughs> it's like have you ever you ever listened to a podcast or a show or something, and they'll bring up something like a term you used for years, and they were like, "Do you want to hear where this came from?" And you're kind of like, "No, oh, yeah. no, yeah. I don't." Jeez. I go because it's it's going to be something. I'm going to find out that it's. 
you know, it makes fun of immigrants right. or Chinese people or it was used during <laughs> slavery and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Jimmy's own ice cream is some kind of ra- – I forget exactly what it is. but it's some uh, kind I feel of like we've thing. looked this up before and it yeah. was ambiguous at best. So uh, we okay. couldn't – and listen, you just lost 95% of the audience. Nobody knows what the hell Jimmy's are. That's, you <laughs> That's have true. to be from like where we live. Uh, they're called sprinkles for you lower now, class people. See, for me, uh, the, the chocolate ones were Jimmy's and the rainbow ones were sprinkles. <laughs> no, you're an idiot. <laughs> Listen, just when I think you're on my side, you got to once again prove that you're from Kensington and then you're on nobody's side. I'm looking up Jimmy's again. Listen, they, they under, listen when those weren't even – those weren't sprinkles. They weren't Jimmy's. They were just picking up gravel and putting them on your, your ice cone and giving it to you. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to go into the deep history of Murphy Beds because I've got to be honest. There's like 10 pages of this. Um, I'll just read some of the risks. If not secured or used properly, a Murphy Bed could collapse on the operator. Makes a 1945 sense. court case in Illinois found that a tenant assumed the risk of injury from a wall bed installed in a rented room. I will tell you this. I feel like I've seen multiple movies where people have been pulled into the wall. I think so, too. And, like a, and I, I'm guessing and it's true because, yeah, there's a huge in popular culture. And there's a lot of stuff from like – um, there's some stuff from a Fatty Arbuckle in here, 1914, 1915. Um, Charlie Chaplin, 1916. Another man in, goes into a Murphy bed. Uh, we got Laurel and Hardy, Buster Keaton. Yeah, a lot of people play this. Uh, it's in Mad, 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 Mad Worlds, Three Stooges, Bob Hope, right. all the old, all the old stuff here. Um, <laughs> they do it in Mel Brooks' silent movie, Pink Panther, Strikes Again, The Great Muppet Caper, Police Academy 2. Great I might not remember that one. I don't remember that Listen, one. I've, I've seen Police Academy 2 like 50 times. Like, I don't remember right. that at all. Boy. Now I'm going to have to rewatch Police Academy 2 again. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> like, does what? Freddy go up into a Murphy bed? <laughs> I thought of Jason going through a Murphy bed or something. <laughs> With a big machete. <laughs> it's like, I'll get away from him. Boop, up into the wall. <laughs> That'll show him. He won't catch me. All right, so this minute begins. Our old uh, Bowfinger is right now. He's checking his cash box right before his date in quotes right. <laughs> happens. Now, how um, much he started out with? What two thousand dollars? Wasn't that what he said? It was like it was two thousand two hundred fifty-four dollars, something like that. That's exactly yeah, what that's, every movie costs, right? That's exactly what every movie costs. But he's been blowing that money, right? Like he don't have that much left. Well, he's spending it on stuff. When he he'll he'll open it here in the first like ten seconds. Yeah. And what falls out is definitely not two thousand dollars. No, it looks like about eleven bucks. <laughs> yeah, even if those are twenties, that's like a little over a hundred dollars. Yeah, like I'm not even going to pretend like those are fifties because he said he would he did he say he put a dollar in there a week? Something like yeah, I think he yeah. did say that. So if those truly, if he didn't consolidate those bills and those are ones, yeah, he has like fourteen dollars <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah, but that couldn't that's, work either. What he did it for two thousand weeks. Did you not listen to the episodes where they went through? The, someone broke down the math on this. Oh, Go really? back no, about five weeks yeah. and somebody breaks down the math. Okay, well, then let's not get uh, I will not subject <laughs> everybody to it. But, like, it is – and what they basically figure out is because he started doing that at a certain age. And yeah. I forget what he claims to be now. He claims to be, like, 49 or something. And he's like, once you turn 50, like, nobody wants to work with you. But when you break down the numbers, he's really, like, 53. He's already lying about how he is. <laughs> so, like, this is – this is, you know, Steve Martin at his Steve Martin he is. Like, he's yeah. lying about everything. He's everything a is a scam. Yeah. Yeah. Like, from the very beginning, his hair was a scam. This whole thing is a scam. But, like, it's such a scam. It's like he's got – he's convinced himself that, like, no, this is real. This is, this is working. <laughs> it's like the only time he kind of – this is basically like kayfabe for him. 
Like, right. he won't break it. The only person he breaks it with is Jamie Kennedy, because he's yeah. in on it. Because he knows about it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, when he's talking to him, that's the real talk of, like, oh, no, we need to do this and that. Everybody <laughs> else, it's all, it's the game. Yeah, so he closes the Murphy bed the first time and shuts the, the door and realizes he's left, you know, all his money sitting on the floor. <laughs> and then he just takes it and chucks it in there. I'm like, I guess. Like, do you even need to hide it if it's 10 bucks? Right, or I mean, yeah, maybe because that girl is pretty pretty slimy too. <laughs> yeah, well, and we talked about it the last couple of days, but I'll just mention it again. And this was the advice we used to give guys uh, in the Air Force when we went places for the first time: if you do not normally get approached by by incredibly beautiful women who are soliciting you for dates or more, and then you suddenly do, try to yeah, think of why. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, figure this out. We, we would tell guys that when we went to like Vegas. Like, listen, if an incredibly beautiful woman is propositioning you at a bar in Vegas and this never normally happens to you, like, when you look in the mirror, is George Clooney looking back at you? You know, Ryan Gosling? <laughs> no? Then why is this – and you're you're some 18-year-old schlub? Like, you think maybe that this girl's a pro and you're going to get rolled? <laughs> yeah. So that's not exactly here. She's not a pro like that. But, like, someone who pretends she's a pro. to be – Yeah. She's – She's definitely – she has a goal. She's goal-oriented, yeah. let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is – you could look at it like, oh, look, look at her. But like, listen, it's all – you don't hate the player. Hate the game. Like, she's in the game. She's in it to win it. She's the only one who's working at his level. She's already made like, her way through half the, half yeah. the crew already. Well, so. think about it. His whole thing is like, I'm going to get this done no matter what, come hell or high water. I'm going to – Yeah. you know, I'm going to just plow through. I'm going to, you know, beg, borrow, and steal. A lot of stealing. <laughs> You know, I'm going to basically steal an actor. I'm going to steal the equipment, you know, everything I need. And then I'm going to lie to my whole cast. She's the only one working at his level that she's yeah. just like, all right, well, my goal is to, you know, I, I want to be a bigger part of this film. So I get in good with the actor. Oh, I need to be in more scenes. That means get in with the writer. Okay. He can't, he can write the scenes, but he can't get them in there. Okay. Move on to the director slash producer. Right. Top of Listen, the line here now. Oh yeah, she's it's it's bloodthirsty, but like she's listen, you gotta make it work. It, yeah, I mean, I, and who knows how it really works in Hollywood? You know, maybe it does work like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're to believe that Steve Martin was basing this on real people, including partially Anne Hesh, then yes. <laughs> um, the Anne Hesh thing doesn't really bother me until it's the last one. It doesn't come until after our minutes. It's the yeah. last slam dunk on him when she shows up at the end. Right. He hits it so hard on the nose <laughs> that it almost kind of makes you go like, ah, like I wish I, I won't bring up exactly what happens because I'll leave it for those guys. But right. It's everything up up to them has been like very, very Steve Martiny, like light touch. You know, it's he's maneuvering, but that one seemed like you know what this lady really made me mad. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give her a little shot, her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he doesn't do much of that. So, like, that seemed out of character for him. That's one of those ones, if you were watching this, you'd be like, uh, not even saying cut that. But, like, you could actually have the same scene and just not the line that you use. Right. All right. Now, we would be remiss if we don't. We were, it was funny. We brought up all that Buster Keaton, Three Stooges, Fatty Arbuck, all that stuff. That's essentially what this whole scene is. <laughs> it's a scene, it's a one room scene. Of a comedy guy at work, so he's he's done his whole, he's done at the Murphy bed now. He's he's right. had his whole thing. He's throwing the money back in there. Now he's gonna start working on the wine. Yeah, you know, wink, wink. 
<laughs> this could literally be from like a silent film. You won't even you don't even need sound on this. I'm watching it as we speak, like without the sound on, and you don't. Oh, need absolutely. Yeah. You could watch this entire minute with no sound, and you get between what he's doing, his mannerisms, just like the jerky nature of how he's doing. It. I guess the only thing you technically need is the doorbell to ring, right? Right. Because that's your ticking clock of like. <laughs> first of all, doorbell rings way too many times already. <laughs> in he only lives in a rancher. How many times can the doorbell ring in your rancher before the person at least hears your voice going, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm yeah, coming. hold on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's in an 18-room mansion here, and he's just like, oh, hold <laughs> on. I, I was in the West Wing. I had to yeah. go down there. So he grabs – he has a bottle of wine sitting there. He grabs another bottle and a cup <laughs> to, to help <laughs> pour it in. So at least he's smart enough to get the, the cup to help pour it in. He had a funnel, right? Didn't he use a funnel? He, yeah, he had a funnel. So he funnels in <laughs> he funnels in what's left into that bottle of wine. But yeah. what makes the joke funny is that's not even enough. If that would have topped it off, like if I was writing the scene not being Steve Martin, that might have been my joke. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fill it up. But the joke is it's still not enough. <laughs> so he runs over to the sink to fill it up with tap water. <laughs> puts, the, puts the cork back in and then shakes it up like it's going to make a difference. Yeah, he's like he's trying to mix it. <laughs> now, maybe if she's true, she truly says says she is. Like we're led to believe that she is some, you know, quote unquote rube that just came in right. on the latest bus, and she's only been in L.A. for let's say a month. I mean, I don't know. Could she not tell one bottle of wine from another? From the time she shows up, she acts really goofy. She's been getting a much smarter by scene by scene. Oh, yeah. I, it, and also, I think a lot of it is she's also very pleasant and outgoing. Yeah. And I don't think that ever changes. Like, she's never become a bad person. No, 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 no. But she just gets wise. She gets wise real quick to what's going on here. Because yeah. it, even if she was from, you know, little town in Nebraska. Listen, even in a little town, there are politics. There are – you still went to high school. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe not at this level. And friends and, and – yeah. Yeah. There's cliques and there's ways that people social climb. Like – some things don't change. They're just yeah. different. Um, I know so little about wine. I basically – I'm wondering if I could be fooled by this because I wouldn't know. I'd be like, I don't know. It tastes gross. Yeah, I guess it's wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to a podcast. Uh, you listened to it with the scientist. I forget the name of it. Um, <laughs> the podcast with the scientist. Are you talking uh, about Skeptic's Guide? Skeptic's Guide. They did an experiment where they were giving them white wine and red wine, people who were who knew about wine, and they couldn't tell the difference. Because they were blindfolded. Because they were blindfolded, yes. So, like, well, no, I, I would never know the difference. Maybe maybe well, if it was watered down, I'd notice, but... Well, I, I've also heard the thing that says, you know, there's a big thing about wine tasting. You go there, and you smell it, and you can smell the... I can smell the sage in this. And, right. Oh, there's a hint of juniper berries and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I heard someone say, actually, there's, like, a hundred times more flavor in, like, coffee. So it would actually make more sense to sit there and smell your coffee. Really? Oh, my coffee is a hint of... Of cacao in here, a little bit of a <laughs> Peruvian flavor, and whenever they do those things, almost always the people get exposed as frauds. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one I've ever seen was when they were trying to they were selling people like ten dollar um, glasses of water, and they were telling them like this water is from like, I forget this is from the uh, the you know the snow caps of the Andes Mountains we brought <laughs> it here specially. And then they cut to Outback, and they're filling it up with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one Christmas, my brother brought like a $200 bottle of wine or something. And he's like, you got to try this. It's great. And he poured it in a glass, and I took a sip. And I'm like, tastes just like wine, like every other wine I ever had. 
maybe this is one of those ones where I'll I'll defer to the one percent. Not not the rich people in the world, but the one percent. If you're the the very top echelon of people that are like you've tried multiple wines, yeah, me. You go to vineyard. Okay, well then yeah. that's for you. But like, it's like giving me a bottle of wine like that, or giving somebody who doesn't smoke cigars like here's a Cuban. Yeah. Okay. Well, like that means nothing to me. Not, like that's right. not going to mean exactly. Me. Exactly. You're just wasting it. You know, you're just like. It's like putting the, uh, the with the twelve thousand dollars stereo system into your eighty six Honda Civic. Right, right. I think he Which might even I, have got offended when I asked for like, can you put some ice in it or something? It's warm. He's like, you have oh to drink God. it warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they open it up. They're like, let's let it breathe for a little bit. Like, Man, let me breathe. They just start drinking it <laughs> right out of the bottle. <laughs> well, that's a, there's always that guy shows up like this is a four hundred dollar bottle of scotch. It's like, oh, all right, God. well, I haven't drank scotch in like eight years, so like. It could have been a three dollar bottle of scotch. It wouldn't matter to me. I had that happen too. Somebody brought like a, I don't know, it was like an eighty dollar bottle of scotch or something, and they opened it up, and I'm like, I took a sip, and it tastes like a band aid. So this tastes like a band aid. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, now what should the follow up question be to that? Why do you know what a band aid tastes like? Are you well, eating just, a lot of Band-Aids? You sound like my wife when I'm like, ew, this tastes like so-and-so. She's like, you've tasted that before? No. If you smell something, you can taste it just from No, smell. no, no. <laughs> Don't make me be on your wife's side here. <laughs> if I smell something, I I know what it tastes like just by smelling it most of the time. Oh, that's great. So when you smell people's farts. Exactly. I can actually say, ew, this tastes like farts because I've smelled farts before. <laughs> God. This is... You must be just a pleasure at at family out, outings. <laughs> just just like ugh, this, this tastes like gravel. What <laughs> are you eating? <laughs> this tastes like a dirty diaper. <laughs> You're like, don't mind him. He he's been hit in the head a lot. <laughs> yeah, so he he recorks it. You know, he does the shake. He turns on the radio, which thankfully is on the uh, I want to make out channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he probably sets it on that for all the chicks he picks up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he quickly he dumps like a thing of like planters peanuts, and then instead of just running back and throwing it away, he just chucks it. He chucks the empty can over the couch. Yeah. Not only does it, it was already open and sitting there, like he has been eating it for a month already too, and he just dumps the rest <laughs> of it in a dirty bowl. Which I don't know. Is that supposed to be like that? I don't understand. It's like I guess you just have peanuts out because you have a guest coming fancy but, like, you ma- fancy, isn't it? but you made her a dinner it's not even like let's go sit over at the couch where the the loose right. honey roasted peanuts are yeah you're probably gonna bring her in take her coat and set her right at the dinner table right oh yeah i mean you might show around a little bit let's be like oh this is you know this is this this is whatever you don't even have the bedroom because so you can't use the it's the bedroom where the magic happens Right. What is he? If things go well, do you are you like um, hold on one second? Let me get the bed out. <laughs> well, I guess you somehow try to pull it down and make it look like sexy. I don't like know, smooth. Yeah. But, but it's kind of like a um, if you've ever dealt with like a pull out couch that turns into a bed. Yeah, they're I can't imagine. Shit. Yeah, I can't imagine anything less sexy than trying to pull one of those out. <laughs> <to> like, <laughs> oh, on, things honey. are getting hot, hot and heavy. Hold on, let me <laughs> yeah. hold on. Son of a bird, pulling on the thing, trying to get it to come out of there. <laughs> You're like, oh, can, let's, let's, are you ready to get into act two? Like, no, I severely hurt my back trying yeah. to get that out of there. <laughs> also, when you lay down, make sure you get towards the middle because the springs stick out on that left-hand yeah. side there. So, But don't go right down the middle because there's a pole that runs right up it's there. And pole. if you just hit that the wrong always, way. Always, always. <laughs> 
I'm on one of those beds, you're either like sagging in or laying on the pole. Yeah. There's no, there's, and the mattress, like, there's no box spring on them things. You're laying on the springs on the on the bottom of the the pullout bed, so it's like already it's it's uncomfortable and it starts to form fit to the stupid uh, couch. I assume the Murphy bed is no different. It's got to be like just like it that. It looks like that. It actually does look like that. It looks like just a metal frame with a mattress on it. Which I mean, you can solve that problem by like changing your mattress more often, but like. You know he's not. <laughs> no, that mattresses aren't cheap. He's he's only got two thousand two hundred and some dollars. So. That that's like an entire mattress, even if it's only like a twin. Yeah, yeah. So the very end of this minute is, we'll get into it more next minute. But he goes over and his dog's laying on its back, feet spread up in eagle. the air, spread yeah. eagle, legs wide open. Um, this is one that he's worried about that I would not be worried about <laughs> no. because no matter what dogs are doing, everyone always thinks it's cute. So you're fine. Also, if I had company coming over, I'd probably say, get down. Get off the couch, you know? Yeah, but I think it's painfully obvious this dog's not going to respond to that. Yeah, it doesn't. It barely responds to him even touching it, so. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem like a dog, like, hey, get off the couch. is going to work. You have two choices here. You either just live with this dog laying on the couch, or you physically move this dog yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, you have else. to pick this dog up and lock it in the room. Well, you don't even have a room. What do you lock it in the bathroom? Because he's only got one room here, so. Yeah, I mean, you lock it in the bathroom and forget it's in there, and she goes in there to <laughs> use the bathroom, and dogs are... Like, <laughs> <laughs> the dog goes after well, Whoops. <laughs> if you lived in a one-room, like a kitchen with one room, I don't think I would have a dog. Why? I don't know. There's no room for yourself in this in this part, in this house. So, Chris, let's let's examine that. Why do you hate dogs? <laughs> Come on, let's get all the hatred coming to Chris. Why do you hate Chris? Why do you hate animals? Hold on, I don't hate animals, but I, you know, I was a mail carrier for years. So. Oh, don't give me that. Don't even try that with me. <laughs> I never had a dog that like was um, fully trained. Like I'd leave the house for two hours, I come back and it crapped on the floor, or I would, you know, and I don't want to walk nothing. I don't want to walk myself. So I don't like to get out of my car and walk into work. I oh, like my to, God. I could get you... as close as I can. <laughs> oh, I could feel people listening to me and like, this guy. This guy right here. <laughs> we had dogs my entire life. And then when I got my own house, no more dogs. Well, we did. I'm, I'm lying. We had one dog. We had a Rottweiler for a year, for a couple of years, and I had to get rid of it because it was like, again, if, if I wasn't home, then there was a problem. You sound like uh, Kevin Klein from Fierce Creatures. Oh, what a pull. What a pull from me. Yeah, I don't the, even know. The, the nine people out there that saw that movie. Yeah. Um, at one point, he says that he got a dog when he was a kid. And he's like, I've got a dog, and I just didn't get it. And she's like, what do you mean you didn't get it? He's like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with it? What if I didn't need anything fetched? <laughs> I agree with him. I agree with him. I don't need no fetching. I mean, you I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I like I like the fact that it's like a free burglar alarm. Like if anybody's trying to break in and stuff like that. Oh my god! Wow, there's just <laughs> uh, for everyone out there hating Chris. I would just like to mention that uh, I work at a a rescue for dogs. <laughs> I'm a much better person than him. I often foster dogs. As you say, he lives at a rescue for dogs. Yeah, that's that's another reason I have a problem with dogs. When we did Burbs Minute, we couldn't get the dog out of the, out of the uh, podcast. It was getting on my nerves. Oh, listen, you don't talk about my dogs, man. I'll have them replace you on this show. Uh, do you still have the dogs that were on the Burbs Minute six years I have ago? Two, I have two of those three. Do you really? So, wow. One has a rainbow bridge, to, and then I got a replacement. Okay. <laughs> but so I went from three to two, back to three. Actually, I had four there for a little while. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I'm talking about. And then we foster one on top of it. Oh, I'm such a good person. 
Yeah, you don't, you don't, you say you foster, but I've heard you say, oh, God, she's got another dog in the house. I don't know. Well, because it's always when I don't want, because the problem is if they go crazy, I'm the one that has to deal with it. Right. You, she's fostering it, but you have to deal with the, the problem, child. Well, because I got, I, the thing I always need to worry about, too, is depending on where they came from, sometimes they hate men. Oh, well. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I got to be careful if the last guy, you know, we used to beat them. I got to be like, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I got to gotta build a little trust there. <laughs> uh, and plus, you know, they're coming from a shelter. So somebody dropped them off. Somebody didn't want that dog. So. It's kind of like the first time I met uh, Jim O'Kane. I had to be like, I had to approach him very delicately because he's been hurt by lots of podcasters that don't turn their stuff in on time. <laughs> like, it's okay, Jim. Don't don't attack me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try as hard as we can, I swear. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> like, oh, easy, easy, boy. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I think we're done now that we got to that. Uh, I think we're done too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, why don't you uh, plug our, our podcast, there, buddy? <laughs> well, we're gonna plug the Burbsman at this time. We where did you where did you did uh, kick it? Oh out? my goodness! Here <laughs> we go. I'm not even drinking alcohol tonight. We're the Jay and Silent Bob Miller on DoingGenre.com. We also did the Burbs one minute at a time. Go back and check that out, and then message Jeff and let him know how much his dogs are annoying on the podcast and stuff. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what do you got, Jeff? I'll go over to bowfingerminute.com. That's the big site. I'll go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Podfriend, you know, Podericious, whatever. And, uh, Pinterest. And leave a, <laughs> Pinterest, yeah, leave a review. You know, five stars, six if you can. That'd be even better. Uh, you can go over to Facebook to welcome the Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute. Bowfinger, now I'm doing it too. Bowfinger Minute listeners cutter. And go in there and, uh, you know, you can rip Chris for his for hating animals. <laughs> go, over, hate animals. Uh, shh, go over to Twitter. It's Bowfinger Minute. And remember, <laughs> now I can't do it. I, I almost called Creep you it. Kit. Creep it I was going to call you Kit. You're not Kit. <laughs> Michael. Yes, I am, Michael. Remember, keep it together. Keep, keep it, it together. together. Keep it together. Because we can't. <laughs> we can't keep it together. We're losing it. Took out the children. I hope that we'll see you again. Because there's always one more.